Hello humans. Hello humans. It's uh, still the 21st. Yep, still the 21st. Didn't change on me. It was just a hellacious horror in the food store. Needed a stick to fight your way through the aisles. It's a small town, so, you know, resources are concentrated. It's not like we've got a dozen uh, major food stores in town. Really only two, I think. Three if you count this little smaller one. Anyway, um, heading out now back to the coast. Got to go over this little range of mountains and then I'm home and I can do real work instead of um, <coughs> out fighting with, for supplies. Anyway, so uh, you know, you have to you have to think, and at least in my um, from my perspective, that the um, Kazarian Mafia has people that are planning shit. I mean, we see it all the time. This uh, Uval guy that wants us all to be, uh, you know, jacked up on silicone and transhumanist, right? Um, they're planning stuff, but we never see their. Uh, you know, any sign of their actual planning groups that are dealing with the immediacy of things. And uh, so you got to wonder, do they do they see some of this shit coming, right? I know that they must. They're sort of trapped. Their vision is in, indeed obscured by a lot of um, their own internal kind of things. Uh, their own internal uh, constraints that are put on their minds uh, by their... Uh, philosophy by their weird satanic religion, all of this kind of stuff, right? So, uh, the Mother Weffers, the Kazarian Mafia, they're trying to rule the world. They had this idea for a great reset, in which we would all own nothing and be happy. <laughs> I mean, these guys are just ludicrous. <laughs> they're so fucking funny. Anyway, um, so they got, you know, some of the uh, young and impressionable people to uh, go along with this, but what you know, what really floors me is like, wait a second, Mother Weffers, you know, these guys are going to age and they're going to really suffer owning nothing and they sure as fuck won't be happy because you can't, you can't guarantee that kind of shit, right? That's an internal condition kind of thing. And so what are you going to do when all these, um, you know, Gen Z guys get uh, really pissed about owning nothing and having no retirement and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, how are they going to react? But anyway, so that was their great reset. So not the best planners. I mean, these guys really, in, insofar as I can see, you know, they're okay within the limits, but they've had it too easy too long, right? If you own the media, you own the colleges, you own the, the courts, uh, you own all the schools, uh, and you mostly own politics, you got it too easy. Um, so what's, what's going on now, though, is that we've had this response to their pushing us into this great reset with their climate crisis, which doesn't exist, with the COVID, which was a, a psyop in order to get you to take a depopulation shot. 17 million people have died from that fucking shot, they estimate. I think it's higher than that globally. Um, and we're still not pointing figures and saying, hey, these fucking shots are killing people. You know, the woo people are. We've been saying that from the beginning. Uh, but mainstream media doesn't echo it, so the normies don't see it, right? Well, all that shit's changing now. Uh, we're now seeing this big splits happen as the um, 
the media gets the shit kicked out of its uh, authority by the release of the January 6th, by all the judges overturning all of the horseshit um, attempts to, you know, uh, take Trump off the ballot and all this other crap, right? Uh, so all of this is forcing the normies to uh, look at the circumstances of what's going on. And so they're becoming aware that the, um, the media and all this stuff is corrupt. So they know politicians are corrupt. Now we got to show them that judges are corrupt. They got an idea that the colleges are corrupt. They know, know that all their kids are being taught by corrupt school teachers uh, and so on. But, you know, you got to put each and every one of these, these um, uh, things together, all these little dominoes together in order that you might push one over and they'll all fall. Uh, you have to show them all. You have to stack them all. They have to be in the appropriate position, and that's what, what's been going on. Now we're about to enter into a much more dynamic phase here, right? Oh, crap. Road work. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? Um, anyway, oh, UPS trucks being held up. Ooh. So, um, anyway, so uh, we're into this period of time where uh, it's going to get much more active, uh, both in terms of manifestation of crap uh, you know, people doing things out and about, um, as well as uh, in the reporting of the people out and about doing things. And this uh, splits happen is going to be, uh, uh, it, it's going to be increasing, but it's also going to be like uh, widening the gap between uh, the reality and what the um, media uh, reports is going to widen and it's going to keep widening as people see uh, the gap, as they see the, um, the lies the media is putting out, it's going to keep increasing as we go forward here. So th that it's going to be increasing as well as solidifying, right? So it's going to uh, solidify and firm up in people's mind that, yeah, yeah, you know, these media bastards are traitors. And they're, they're not only traitors, they're, they're part of a uh, a group of traitors and criminals and stuff. So, you know, so they'll be folded into the Kazarian Mafia. You will be able to look at them and not separate them from the Kazarian Mafia. Just like you see the Mother Weffers, you know you're looking at the Kazarian Mafia when you see Klaus. Now, he's not the head of anything. He's just the face. Um, you know, the people you don't see run it. The ones you don't ever hear about are the ones that are running um, this operation in the background. But anyway, so they had their great reset, uh, all designed up and it's all set and so on. But uh, people are responding and we had the great awakening. Now, what a lot of people uh, in the um, uh, sort of like the, uh, the main body of humanity uh, are not seeing is that there is um, a predictable uh, interplay between their the the Kazarian Mafia's attempt to do the Great Reset and the Great Awakening that was the response and there will be a natural outgrowth to this and that's going to be the Great Global Revolution which we're in now okay so part of that Great Global Revolution is uh, the January 6 tapes it not only uh, shows the criminality of the uh, Congress critters many of whom are resigning rather than face um, investigations and potential jail time and stuff for their treason. Uh, they're just not going to run again, and, and so we're going to see all kinds of holes created in the political environment that's going to have a real deleterious effect on the, um, the communists, the Democrats. They won't be able to effectively 
get people in to run for these slots fast enough uh, to be able to prepare them to steal the vote. So not only are we going to see um, election integrity coming back, but we're also going to see their ability to uh, manipulate the social consciousness um, so diminished that they're not even able to really plan to cheat, right? They just won't have the, um, the ground troops, the people involved. Bear in mind, they've killed off a lot of their ground troops. A lot of the true believers took the shot and have died. You wouldn't believe the number. I mean, I saw a video that was just um, flash, 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 flash of pictures of people that were shot promoters uh, who have had the shot and died. And there must have been like 200 of the fuckers in this little five-minute video. You know, like major names. I mean, I don't know a lot of them, but um, because I don't didn't follow the, the influencers that much. Uh, but nonetheless, that's what we're getting into is um, uh, they've had a lack of ground troops because they killed a lot of their ground troops off. But anyway, so the, the global revolution is happening now. This is uh, a part of... Uh, and will manifest within um, our hypernovelty. So I expect within the period of hypernovelty that we'll be having revolutions in uh, politics, academia, economics, uh, justice system, uh, political thought, uh, governmental planning, all of this kind of stuff, right? So look what uh, what's his name in Argentina is doing. He's just going to go through and wholesale eliminate all of these. Uh, federal agencies in Argentina that were created by the WEF that really are only there to serve the WEF's interest. So we don't need a Department of Ecology, right? It's a regulatory authority that works for the WEF trying to convince everybody that uh, here in Washington State that we've got a climate crisis and you need to be zero carbon and all this kind of shit, right? So these guys have the WEF as masters. So if we had an effective governor here, he would go through and eliminate the Department of Ecology and we'd eliminate all of these things. It won't matter a lot in the sense that some of these things, in my opinion, will be self-limiting next year. Some of these uh, governmental agencies because people simply will refuse to go to work because they're not being paid enough to endure the problems that will be developing uh, and as a result of the, uh, the degradation of the purchasing power of the money down to zero. And so we're going to have this weird kind of a thing where there will be people that will want to eliminate a lot of the agencies, but a lot of the agencies may just collapse on their own as we get further into the year and the economic uh, situation really worsens. At some point we'll get to, uh, when we have, uh, I think it'll happen simultaneously, that when we get to uh, the point where government employees are walking away, that will be the... Uh, the threshold for hyperinflation, because we will have come to a point where monthly inflation will deprive them of any benefit for those jobs they have. Now, bear in mind, uh, government jobs as a rule, except at the very high end where you're, you know, a member of the Kazarian Mafia and they slot you into a position and or create a position and just pay you tons of money to launder money to you uh, for your service and, you know, killing humans or whatever the fuck they've got you doing. Um, all of that kind of thing at that level uh, has flexibility relative to the economics, but everybody else doesn't. Um, there's a trade-off, you know, the government employees are given lower salaries for their job because it is theoretically 
um, much more secure. They can't be laid off. There aren't, uh, you know, intermittent layoffs. There aren't uh, industry fluctuations, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so the so there's sort of a trade-off if you're an employee. You have a good retirement system. It's, it's you know, theoretically adequate, um, and it's secure. Well, now we're going to see that, that it's not secure, that they're not being paid enough, and so on. And it's going to break this... Um, uh, unspoken sort of social contract between the employees of government and the government itself, right? The the owners of the government, the mother weffers. Because we don't own our own government, right? We own the, the Congress, right? So we own the House of Representatives, the people do. Uh, but we don't own any other part of the government. Now, as we go forward and the... The Great Reset continues to fail. It's failing massively everywhere. Even the Mother Weffers are noticing it's failing. Even some of the media is noticing that it's failing. And now we're going to get into this part of the of the Great Global Revolution. This was uh, in our data, geez, since like maybe 2006. And um, it ultimately led to what I called the Global Grandmothers Meeting. And uh, that would be like a... Uh, a people version of um, a global congress. We're, we're not for setting laws and stuff, but for people to, to get together and discuss and uh, plan and strategize on problems that are besetting humanity. And we're coming up to that. At that point, but, okay, so let me back up. At the point that the, the government employees start walking away from my local county and walking away from the the state government and so on. Now, I actually expect that it'll go the other way, that we'll have people walking away from federal jobs before they start walking away from state, and then they'll walk away from state jobs before they start walking away from county and other local jobs. A lot of the local jobs will disappear with the federal agencies because they're entirely funded uh, by the federal government uh, in this weird um round robin of, uh, you know, tax collections being shuffled around. Anyway, so at that point that we have employees walking away, I think that that's going to be a good marker for hyperinflation and that thereafter we'll see people that do have jobs, that do have paychecks, uh, as soon as they get their paycheck, run on out and spend it that day, that hour. Um, they may even allow employees to do just that. In other words, if you got your pay paycheck at 10 in the morning, they, they may let you, you know, going out and, uh, for an extra hour that day, you may get off an hour early or something just so that you can spend that money to capture some of uh, its value before it degrades even further. And so this will, this, um, I think this is like eh, next year, I think maybe into February, March, April, something like that. Um, as it happens, the the whole hyperinflation bloom starts, then we can put a counter, a timer on things, right? So we could say uh, basically that it's between five and nine months after we get a hyperinflationary episode that the government fails. Well, coincidentally, if we've got hyperinflation uh, rising up March, April of next year, then five, six months later, we're looking at going into the election season. And so, you know, certainly the Biden regime will fail. Certainly Democrats everywhere will be repudiated and kicked out. It's going to be a giant uh, red wave that was just going to blow the socks off of anybody not paying attention. So the normies will be blindsided. The uh, political pundits and the pollsters and all of the people that believe all that horseshit will be blindsided. They won't understand what's going on. The people that really understand now are freaking out because they think um, somehow 
uh, Trump's going to be, he's going to come back in and start executing people, you know, just, just shooting them right and left. They don't understand that Trump wants the rule of law, right? We've got to go through. This is why I say bullshit to anybody that says that there's been secret executions in Guantanamo. That's 100% horseshit. They don't do anybody any good. In order for an execution to have any value at all, it must be public. You can't tell me that, you know, oh, Obama got got uh, executed and a guy with a mask is running around it as Obama. There could be a guy in a mask running around as Obama. I would grant you that. Uh, but they wouldn't execute Obama uh, without the public knowledge of it because they're not going to be able to, like, recreate that effect of that information going through the public if they're announcing that he was killed, you know, six, eight months ago, right? So if the media, if the new media as it forms comes on out and the government spokesman says, well, here's a list of all the people we killed in the last three years secretly. It's like, eh? You know? Uh, so that ju that just does not work. And so these people are, you know, low intelligence um, uh, and spreading disinformation to other low intelligence people that also spread disinformation. Anyway, though, um, as we get into this point where we have that hyperinflationary threshold, that's also uh, going to be uh, simultaneous with uh, the global revolution really picking up speed. And this is, of course, part of hypernovelty. Uh, so in hypernovelty, uh, there is no authority on anything. Uh, we're, we're left to our own to uh, sort it out, uh, you know, suss it out, research it, and come to a conclusion. So, in, and we're going to go way back. Hypernovelty is going to go back so far that Einstein will be repudi repudiated. Uh, his um, plagiarisms and lies will be uh, thrown up, will examine his life, and everybody will say, holy fuck, let's take away all of these Nobel Prizes for, you know, who cares about that? It's a, a Mother Weffer Corporation. The Nobel Corporation is a weapons manufacturer. Um, dynamite, actually, um, and gunpowder, etc. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll say, okay, so all you people that had distorted science with this Einsteinian stuff, you're out of here, you know? And so we'll see a wholesale purge, uh, very much like a purge within the Soviet Union or China or something like that. We'll see our equivalent of that kind of a purge going through academia. So you'll see all kinds of people resign from academia. College professors, all of these kind of administrator guys are gonna certainly go because there won't be any money for the large staffs. They won't have the, they'll have to actually struggle to get anything to happen. And there'll be too much problems for them to deal with, especially as their ideology will have been repudiated by the public and they will be um, getting called out on it everywhere all the time. Uh, there's some interesting stuff about that too, but in any event, um, so so our social order will change as a part of the great uh, revolution here, and the great revolution is the great global revolution is going to go all the way back into the 1800s. So we will repudiate and and show that in 1972, experiments done at NASA proved the ether exists and that space is not a vacuum. And that uh, experiments in 1972 proved that the 18, I want to say it was 81 or something, Mitchelson-Mori experiments were uh, were faked. They were they were deliberately done uh, to provide uh, the understanding that the ether did not exist in order that the Kazarian Mafia could take over the um, academia 
science, physics, and keep us in this uh, bottleneck of no new inventions for well over a hundred years. But in eighteen, in the eighteen. 50s, 1854, 1856, something like that, we see the first indications of the E equals MC squared formula. Even uh, Leclerc Maxwell commented on it, as did Heaviside, as did Tesla, and they all came to the conclusion that, well, it's an interesting little bit of math, but it is meaningless relative to invention or making any kind of an experiment because it cannot be uh, validated. There's no mathematics that from it that in any way tell us anything about the universe that allows us to do any engineering from it. Um, In fact, it's so bad that if you go read Feynman, Richard Feynman, he wrote a bunch of books about physics. He was a big guy involved in the um, uh, uh, creating the atom bombs in the World War II. If you go read him, He explicitly says in his book repeatedly that E equals MC squared is a bunch of horseshit and that uh, Einstein was full of crap. He doesn't actually say those words, but he he skirts around it. But he does say that the atom bombs in no way involve atomic um, energy, that what they actually are are electrical bombs because the bomb separates a molecule at its electrical charge level. So it, it breaks one part of a molecule away from another part of a molecule, and that's what releases all the energy. Um, and that he just and he even says in there in his, some of his comments on the philosophy of the whole thing that he's just going along to get along with the uh, statements in the science mainstream, and he's then going ahead to still engineer his electric bomb in spite of the fact that everybody calls it atomic. So anyway, we're going to get rid of all of this shit. We'll start examining all these things in in reality because we'll have to. We'll be forced to by the appearance of the UFOs and so on. Now, we're going to go back even further than the 1800s with this because the UFOs in this great revolution are going to force us to re-examine all of the fucking religions uh, because they're all based on worshipping space aliens. There are religions that don't have that... um, aspect to them that predate all of the invasions by the space aliens, and maybe those will get a revival. I don't know. Uh, So like Jain, Jainism is one of those. Um, There's a bunch of different different ones here. The thing they have in common is a uh, non-personality god. They don't have a corporeal god or a a god with a personality and a name, you know. Wotan, Zeus, you know, Yahweh, none of that, right? All those were corporeal beings. Um, anyway, though, so uh, as we do this, that's going to severely uh, impact uh, Jewish people, all right? So uh, Jewish people now have an unearned um, uh, privilege of birth in that they are born as a chosen person, supposedly, and they're educated that way that, oh, God chose you. Your lineage means that, you know, God chose you, which, and then they go into all the other crap. But nonetheless, that, that's going to fall away. Uh, because all of the uh, Jewish people are going to have to uh, reconcile themselves to the to their gods being corporeal and space aliens and abusive, right? Um, this is going to affect Christianity and it'll affect uh, Islam, but to a lesser degree uh, than Judaism. I I don't know how Judaism is going to. 
uh, respond nor survive this process. So in a couple of years, we may find that there, you know, no one's building synagogues, no one's following any of these kind of things. Uh, people are not observant. There's no respect for, you know, the law, the Talmud. Um, and uh, everybody uh, at that point understands that the Torah is a factual description of what it was like to live with the Elohim. Well, we will be looking at these kind of things factually without this religious overlay, without the um, fairy tales that have been put on it by all of the generations, you know, without the pious forgeries, you know, the guys claiming, oh, oh, you know, yeah, I lied, but God wanted me to. He put the words in my in my head so that I could lie effectively and deceive you to believing that, you know, the Rauch, a, a jet kind of a fighter kind of a thing, is really the Holy Spirit. And, and so we're going to get, get into this at a, a serious level that's going to have a major impact on all of the uh, people that are believers. And we're going to have big schisms and, you know, social chaos uh, at a level that, that we have not yet seen and that uh, we cannot anticipate. We can anticipate some aspects of it, but we'll never be able to uh, forecast um, how it's going to seriously manifest in, um, in anything other than a major headline. We won't be able to get down into the details because this is going to be uh, basically billions of individual people going through uh, really a hard look at themselves and the world in which they um, uh, find themselves and, and their life to this point. <coughs> so it's going to be quite uh, traumatic for lots and lots and lots of people. And at that same time, the reason that we're going to be doing this is because of the uptick in the UFOs and the uh, insistence, because they're going to have to start insisting on it, all right? And you'll see the language change shortly after January, or shortly after the first of the year in January. That's my prediction on this based on some uh, temporal markers that were associated with um, my buddy uh, Jay Snip falling out of the sky and getting smushed by his airplane. Uh, so he was a temporal marker for a particular set. We reached a particular point in that set that had cross-links over to other sets that are uh, indicating to me that we're, you know, X number of days, X number of months away from uh, these other sets manifesting and being reported as having manifest. So um, we'll see the language change as the militaries in January start insisting to people that UFOs are real. They've got a real problem at the moment, and that problem is that there's been 75, 80 years of uh, the Mother Weffers putting out that UFOs are bogus. Anybody that looks at a UFO as a conspiracy theorist, anybody that says they're having a U seeing a UFO is having a stroke or some other, you know, mental problems, and UFOs don't exist. And so they've got the populace inculcated to this disbelief of them. Even though everybody says, uh, you know, when they do polls, you'll find that some 65% of the populace will respond affirmatively that they think UFOs are real. Um, but anyway, so it's going to go way the fuck up because of the number of UFOs around. But starting in January, the in my opinion, it'll be January. I don't think it'll take as long as February because things are moving fairly quick. But, but we'll have the militaries coming on out saying, you know, insisting that we take space aliens and their appearance here on our planet seriously. And we'll start seeing 
some response in the language of the um, the military when they don't get the response from the populace that they want. So disclosure is going to have to be forced. They're going to basically have to come out and beat some of the, the normies on the head with the information in order to get the effect that they want relative to uh, what's going on. But things are moving so rapidly, temporal markers are, are manifesting that uh, are really pointing to our uh, collective probably two years of a dark night of the soul as um, uh, humanity uh, re-examines itself um, going back 6,000 or more years. It's going to come on out, we'll start looking at the yugas, they'll start teaching the yugas, we'll start having a different um, uh, teaching structure, schools will fall apart, new schools will, will emerge, new teachers will emerge, they'll have different structures and so on, right? And so the world will be morphing itself or humanity will be morphing itself over these next uh, years uh, as hypernovelty expresses itself with no authority on anything. So there's not going to be an authority on physics. So Einstein's no authority. Einstein's a plagiarist pedophile. Um, so it's just as, you know, uh, <laughs> it's going to be quite exciting. Uh, it's going to be scary as fuck for all of the uh, normies and for all of the people involved that, that used to have their lives underpinned by some level of authority somewhere. I've been fighting authority all my life. I've been fighting authority since um, the 22nd of November, 1963. And I know what it's like. I know what we're heading into. Also, I've had that experience of having to examine myself in, in my life and um, everything because my father was in the military. And so in the era of Vietnam, he did three tours in Vietnam. So I saw it from his perspective, but I also saw the whole thing from the, you know, uh, all the communists and the kids against the war and all of this kind of stuff, right? And since I was of that generation, I needed to reconcile uh, my life having been, been paid for basically by my dad's service in the military, as well as uh, all of these other aspects of that. And so in that sense, I'm examining uh, the core of my situation, the way that the Jewish people are going to have to examine the core of their situation, right? Their personal situation has been impacted by this giant lie that has been continually told for some 6,000 years that the Elohim were gods. The Elohim chose the Jews. Ergo, the, the Jews were chosen by God. Ergo, they have the right to rule people as the Zionists suggest because they were chosen by God. You know, how could you dispute that? Well, it's like, eh, you know, stuff happens. Hang on a second here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, so we're coming into that. And uh, it's going to take a long time. Uh, you know, people will still be going through it years from now. Uh, but the first initial rush of it all is going to be uh, for like uh, March, April. So April for sure, the, the Wu people uh, will be getting into it, right? And... Uh, they'll recognize what's going on. By June, we'll see a big chunk of the normies getting involved in this. Many of them will be feeling it. They'll be uh, reeling from it, but won't understand why any of this is going on because they're not aware of the, um, themselves and the inputs that are coming into them and so on. But it's as I say, it's going to be quite fascinating. Uh, we're basically there now. Uh, the temporal marker of uh, Joe falling out of the sky with his airplane smashing on him. 
is a pretty solid one when we get temporal markers like that in these small sets that are connected to all these other larger sets, they turn out to be relatively powerful. Uh, in the sense of like, you know, using a firecracker to set off a stick of dynamite. The firecracker itself was interesting and so on, um, you know, uh, but it's going to, it leads to a much larger effect uh, further on. And we're, we're getting into that now. Okay. So uh, it's Turkey week. I got to get all this stuff um, uh, <laughs> set up and, and do things here. Uh, so I'm going to sign off now. It may be a while before I do uh, any more of these. We've got um, property viewing next week, so I don't know what the uh, schedule is going to end up being insofar as, you know, uh, going and doing chores and so on. All right. Talk to you guys later.